0: Yeah
1: Yeah Yeah
2: Welcome back, welcome back to another episode of the Bench Mob ENT Podcast. Take care of some, you know, some stuff at home first. Make sure y'all rate, view, subscribe. We're on all streaming platforms. We're on YouTube. We're just trying to grow like y'all trying to grow. We got the big three here tonight. One of our members is out currently traveling the world with his fiance, so he couldn't make it to tonight's episode. But we got CJ Moneybags in the building. How you doing tonight?
1: Good, man. Real good Thursday, end of a long week. Feeling blessed, ready
2: to go. Long week indeed, and miles. Mister Hot Take, Davenport. We gonna we gonna have you filling that role today, Mister Hot Take, <laughs> Davenport. How you doing? I'm feeling good, bro. Kyrie, man, is able to play. Kyrie is full time. We got to start there. Kyrie is now full time mayor, Eric adams came out and he got rid of the private sector mandate what's your thoughts in regards to kyrie being full-time what's the net ceiling now like are we seeing them championship is it championship or us for brooklyn now with kyrie being full-time i mean it definitely
0: changes things because up until now you're going about it thinking like, all right, he's going to be here for the next, you know, we got 10 games left. He's going to play maybe two, but now he can play in every game. You can mm-hmm. make a run at maybe coming up a level in the, the standings and maybe you don't have to deal with the, the playing, but even if you do, this is a dangerous team. So all these top teams that, you know, they had good seasons, but this is not who you want to face in the the, the first round. Like most years, you think like a one-eight matchup is, you know, it's it be a cakewalk. Yeah, it should be a cakewalk. But this year, because of injuries and you know the vaccine, Brooklyn could end up being a favorite as a, a seven seed in in the first round.
1: Especially too, like Ky- Kyrie's body is has been saved for for much of the year, right? He, mm. He's coming in healthy at this time, and you know when when they play on the road. You know they're they're great with Kyrie on on the floor, but the thing about this Nets team is, is defense, right? We we saw how many points. Uh, who was it? The the Grizzlies put up on them like a the 932. 132 without John Morant. And, and the crazy without John Morant, right? But the crazy thing about that is Kyrie played lights out, 45 points, third another 35 from from KD. Mm-hmm. This team they're extremely talented, and to have Kyrie healthy at this point in the season is going to be special for them, but. The thing that I don't understand about why uh, Mayor Adams is doing what he's doing now is like, this is long overdue. If you were going to do it, just had Mm -hmm. it done months ago.
2: He alluded to that when he had his press conference, and he talked about how he said, according to him, as soon as he became in office, he he was like, this rule doesn't make sense, and it's putting our home entertainers, our home athletes at a competitive disadvantage. But he said that his... The doctors and the medical team in his office said that they couldn't make any changes till now. So that's what that was his defense.
1: Yeah. One of, one of the reasons he gave in an article that I read said that um, basically the, the COVID rates in New York City weren't safe for them to make that change. Mm-hmm. But at, that, at the end of the day, it doesn't make sense that he's saying that because you're allowing players that are unvaccinated to mm-hmm. still come and play. So, I don't know. I just found the whole thing fishy. It is what it is. It's what a lot of people have been waiting for. Um, So, we're going to see how it plays out now.
2: So, right now, right, they're currently at the position of the eighth seed. you got Toronto ahead of them. you got Cleveland ahead of them at the sixth seed. Do you think they could get and move up to the point? Like, I've heard some analysts and some people believe, like, hey, Cleveland is forty-one to thirty-one. They're only three and a half games behind Cleveland at that sixth spot, where they don't even play in the play-in. Do we see Brooklyn with nine games left? Out of those nine games, we got—we're looking at six are home games for them. Do we see them possibly getting up into that into that six seed, going on a little run to end
0: off the year? I mean, they can go on a little run, but it all depends on those teams ahead of them losing. Moving forward, and I mean the Cavs, they've been pretty good. They've been pretty solid all year. So I don't know about them and Toronto. They they've surprised me a little bit. I thought that you know, sort of rebuilding a little bit, but they they made a, a fun season out of this with Fred Van Vliet and mm-hmm. and OG stepping up. So
2: Pascal,
0: yeah, Pascal had a, a good season too. So it, it's going to be interesting. And even if they can't jump them. It's going to be tough in that first play in against Toronto if it comes down to that because Kyrie can't play in Canada. So that
2: that affects, yeah, that affects They need to get that seven seed at least because if they have to see Toronto, now they're playing two games because Toronto at home with no Kyrie, Mm -hmm. you're acting a lot from KD that game essentially. Yeah. You're acting for a lot. We know Ben is out with a herniated disc for. Only literally God knows how long because we don't know what's going on with Ben. He, you know. won't, he
1: won't come back playoff time. Nah, he
2: might be done for the year, honestly. Herniate this. Yeah, they
1: might shut him down in the reserve save him for next
2: year. But they got to keep winning in general because you got mm-hmm. the Hornets who are 7-2 and two since signing my boy IT. By the way, we're going to put that out there. They're 7-2 and two since signing IT. So they're right on the hills of Brooklyn at the ninth seed. They don't want to fall down to that ninth seed either because if they had that ninth seed, that's guaranteed. They got to play two games. Yeah two games to get into it. Mm. And then. And even if they lost one of those
0: games, if they lose that first game, they're, they're done. So they don't want to fall
2: below eighth. Nope. But you want to be at least seventh in this scenario. And with Cleveland, they, since All-Star break, they kind of been up and down. They've had some injuries. So maybe they could squeeze their way up to that six seed. Some of the games they got left, right? So their three away games is it against Miami. Atlanta, New York, we know your Knicks have not gotten the message about losing, so that's not even a gimme, and especially Brooklyn, New York, y'all always play each other tough, so that's not going to be a gimme. Miami, I don't know. They got some problems over there. There's some problems (laughs) in the camp over there with UD and Jimmy Butler and Coach Spo. Atlanta, they're fighting for position to try. They're the Tennessee, so they're still going to be playing hard. Home games, they got Charlotte. Which is fighting to get that spot above them. Detroit, they're out of it. Milwaukee, Houston, Cleveland, and Indiana. So it's not too many of a of a hard, too much of a hard schedule. The thing is, just like they have no room for error, and it might be, I don't know, it might be a little too late for them to try to move up. Like getting Kyrie at this point in the season, we see that. Of course, him and Katie is such a great mix, and. You could get 80, 90 points out of just the two of them. But in regards to moving up, I don't know if they move up. We uh, saw
1: that the other day though. Like how many points did they have combined? 70 something points combined, but like you said, they, they don't play D down to defense. If if you're not playing defense, how you know, it doesn't really matter how many points you putting up. And and to be all gas, no breaks at this point in the season, when when playoffs are on the line for you. It's going to be
0: hard to do. Yeah, it's tough with, you know, all the new additions that they've had. It's Mm -hmm. tough to have that chemistry on defense. Exactly. They haven't been here all year. So you bring in, you know, Seth, who's been out for a little bit, Drummond, and these guys haven't had a whole month to learn the system yet. And then you bring in Kyrie, who's been, you know, we know his situation. Here and there. Yeah, he's been here and there. But it's going to be interesting to see – like come playoff time, what happens? I, I feel like they can turn it on. Like KD and Kyrie can turn it on. But yeah, like I think as the, far as the rest of the team. Those role players. I mean you said
1: this has been balling too. I mean, and they're a talented enough team to turn it on, but again, you gotta be clicking on all cylinders. Yeah, and that's Everybody, why they were
0: they were counting on Ben Simmons to come back. Right. He's, you know, that's
2: he's a similar. huge defensive piece. Yeah. Huge.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Miami. Real quick, I want to just touch on that Miami. What's y'all thoughts when y'all see this go down? You got Spose talking about I'm not about to fight you. You got Ud hopping in and I'll beat you behind. Just meet me outside the Jimmy. What's y'all take on what y'all saw? And they're on a little losing game streak too. They just lost to Golden State with no Steph, no Clay, no Draymond, no Otto Porter. Are y'all still viewing Miami as? A championship contender
1: not not with problems like that yeah you know, if, if y'all can't get on the same page during a timeout for whatever caused that riffle right you got ud talking about like you said you know, i'm gonna beat your behind as a vet too like come on man it's your job to be resolving the issue and, and making sure everyone keeps their cool and whatnot and then you got coach spoke charging at jimmy on the court like it wasn't like he was going to talk to him like he looked like he wanted to smoke with Jimmy. Like. So, I don't know what's going on. Coach Bow came out and said they were all trying to decide where they were going yeah. out to eat after. <laughs> we're just
2: some gnarly individuals.
1: Yeah, like, we get excited about where we want to go out to eat. We all got different opinions, type stuff. But look, hopefully it was just a, a one game thing where emotion got the best people. Like you said, they're on a three game losing streak, I believe. Um, I don't know, Miles. What's your thoughts?
0: I mean, I feel like it's just a team of passionate guys yeah. who, you know, Jimmy, we know his MO. So we Ud sure D, do. of course we know his mo he's the you know enforcer off the bench, mm-hmm. and then you know Spo Spo's been like this for years so I think it was just a spat that happened during the game and we know jimmy has a slick mouth too yeah someone he says did. the wrong thing and you <laughs> you know those are fighting words so then it just turned into more than what it was but I think they'll they'll figure it out. Again, they've had guys who've been in and out. Like Jimmy's been out. Jimmy's, Bams, Jimmy's been
2: on a little bit of swap too.
0: Yeah, they need to figure that out too. But hopefully, you know, he's always been good in the
2: playoffs. So I think that a little practice, he'll be he'll be right. In regards for Brooklyn, right? So that we're obviously you know they're going to have to be matched up with one of the top four seeds, one, two, three, or four, depending on how high they get. Right. So which top? team? The top.
0: Like two through four is tied right now, so it's kind of it's, it's up in the air. Some of these teams might Fact. lose on purpose so they could avoid seeing mm-hmm. Brooklyn. It, Brooklyn. Honestly.
2: Which of these four teams do you think is their best situation, their best chance to advance out of that first round? You got obviously Miami, <laughs> Philly, Philly <laughs> the Bucks, and fourth seed right now. Surprising Boston. to some is Boston, and Boston. I say this. Boston, I don't think wins a championship, but Boston is not the matchup that Brooklyn wants to see, mm-hmm. and it's not. It, don't let them get up to like that second seed. Boston plays championship level defense, so yeah, yeah. Boston they they might not have enough as the teams you know get to that championship. They they're not as deep as some of these other teams. They're not as talented, but y'all play around. They might, they're giving me somewhat 04 Pistons vibes. Like they're playing lockup like that, and but they have better scores than what the Pistons had and Billups and uh-huh. Rip Hamilton and Tayshawn Prince. You got a Jalen Brown and you have Jason Tatum who is actually on a tear and is actually facilitating the rock. So Boston, I think, is, and you said this a couple months ago, Boston might be that dark. Horse team, but out of those teams, which team is the best chance for Brooklyn to actually win?
0: I think Philly, honestly. Like, if you think about it, during the regular season, they call a lot more fouls than come playoff time, and that benefits Philly. But when it comes down to the playoffs, you're not going to get those ticky tack fouls that Harden hunts for, that Embiid likes to get too. So, we kind of saw a little bit of that in that, that first game um, a couple weeks ago, yeah. And I don't know, I think Kyrie and KD they got a little something against Harden, like they, yeah. they want that matchup. And I, I, that's what we want. We wanted to see Ben Simmons in that matchup too, but we'll take, we'll take uh Harden versus you know Kyrie and KD. And when they
1: played a few weeks ago, they
2: took that easy, like easily, yeah. without Ben Simmons. Yeah, I got – I agree. Philly's their best chance. Milwaukee, they're the champs. You don't want that smoke. Mm-mm. That's not going to happen, and they're deeper, and they play defense. Miami, even though they kind of going through their own thing right now, they're still a better team, I think, than Brooklyn has is currently constructed. Kyle Lowry's been balling. You got Victor Oladipo getting back into the swing of things. They're They're a deeper team, and then we already just talked about Boston. So they need to hopefully match up with Philly. Because these other teams that we just mentioned, they have a chance to beat them if I see Ben Simmons on the roster. Because defensively, Milwaukee going to get busy on them. Boston, you got Tatum and Brown. That's going gone. Yeah, they need to hopefully match up with Philly to get out that first round. As scary as Brooklyn is, a biggest part of when we talk about NBA playoff basketball is matchups, like who you end up getting matched up with. Sometimes it's not a good matchup, just like we see in the West. If the Lakers match up with certain teams, certain teams don't want to see the Lakers in the playoffs. And i tell you this much, my boy Russ looked like he's back. Russell Westbrook looked so like Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook looked like he's back. I love what I've been seeing lately from Russ. The shooting percentages are back to normal. He's knocking down his three a little bit more consistently. He seemed like he got that fire back. Shout out to Toronto, to that fan that caused all this. Shout out to that Toronto fan that caused all this to turn around. But we're going to transition to some college basketball talk. Y'all asked for it. Y'all voted for us to talk about the Sweet 16. Obviously, we're recording on a Thursday, so it's not like we can make Sweet 16 picks. So we're going to just talk about some of the teams which – Double-digit seed do you think has the best chance of making it to the Final Four or even the championship between Iowa State, number 11 Iowa State, number 10 Miami, number 315 seed St. Peter's University? Which of those double-digit teams you think has the best chance of really advancing and doing damage?
1: I think it's got to be St. Peter's just after – everything you've we, seen them do already. No one expected them to be here in, in, in the place that they're in now. And in March Madness, you know, anything can happen. But when you start advancing, right, game after game, you start feeding off of that energy. Mm-hmm. And If you're a scrappy team of, of individuals that are looking to prove people wrong, like you've already proved that you belong to be in the big dance, right? So at that point, you know you can play. You know you can beat some of these top teams. All you gotta do is come out there and be consistent and play your game and not get away from that. And with a coach like Holloway, um, who believes in you, and you know he's he's publicly he came out and he said he believes in you, it's just sticking to the game plan, coming out, and playing hard, and, and proving people wrong. So I, th- I think obviously they're the C- Cinderella team. Continue to feed off that energy. Go into the game like you got nothing to lose, and because again, you, you've already proved that you're you're you belong. You're supposed to be here. When people
2: already counting you up miles shaheen holloway has brought us saint peters to this point does seton hall need to call this man as soon as whenever they if they lose if they even go win the championship does seton hall university need to call that man asap like the day after the tourney is done the day after they're out of the tourney is shaheen holloway the best option to be that next Seton hall coach
0: I mean, if you think about it, it's just too good to be true. It's almost like a storybook ending for him. Like he brought them to the Sweet Sixteen. Haven't been there since. He was uh, the last coach's assistant at Iona. Came with him to Seton Hall until 2018, when he took the St. Peter's job. And the coach gave him the you know seal of approval that nothing would make like, him happier. Yeah, that, that's who he wants to have. So. I mean, one, it's a bigger job now. Like, mm-hmm. Seton Hall is a lot bigger of a school than it was when – forget his name. But when he took the job like 10 years ago. So they're on TV now. Yeah. And Holloway's showing that he can coach. Kevin Willard. Yeah, Kevin Kevin Willard. I don't know why I forgot that. But yeah, he's going to Maryland. But, I mean, that's good for him. That, that's what coaches are supposed to do, take the money and try to improve elsewhere. But – this opens up an opportunity for uh, Shaheen.
1: Not only that, it, you, you'd be getting someone that understands New Jersey and where mm-hmm. these these kids are coming from, right? Obviously, Seton Hall is a school that takes in a lot of kids from New Jersey and New York, and uh, as Shaheen Holloway alluded to, those are the 10 players that come to St. Peter's as well. So he'd be able to obviously still you know, kind of build that recruitment within yeah. Seton Hall, and I feel like that's, that's huge for their school.
2: And perfect timing. I mean, we're watching this now live. Gonzaga's about to lose. So, the biggest so far on the men's bracket, the biggest shock and the biggest disappointment that has happened so far in this year of March Madness twenty. Are we talking about Gonzaga as the biggest disappointment? Um. Yeah.
0: I'd say so. I mean, they've been number 1 for most of the year and now we're watching them get knocked out in the Sweet 16. So, clearly th- this is a failure of a year for Mark Few. I mean, when every year now they're they're expected to make it to at least the Final 4. And, you know, big-time recruits are starting to come here now, so to have them get knocked out by Arkansas, which no knock against Arkansas. They're really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is just not what any of us expected for Gonzaga. I Are we had them looking at, at least making it to the Final Four. Facts.
2: Are we looking at Mark Few in a different light? Because last year, number one overall seed, they didn't make it. They didn't win. They didn't win the championship. This year, they don't win the championship. Are we looking at Mark Few with some question marks now?
0: I don't think so. Because, I mean, if you think about it, before he got there, Gonzaga was kind of like, eh. It, was, mm-hmm. it wasn't like it was a big-name college for, in basketball. Now it's one of the top five schools that you can go to, I think, in my opinion. But um, they'll be back next year. I'm sure he's got a recruiting class coming in that that should help him bounce back. But
1: I think what was disappointing about Gonzaga getting bounced technically so early is you got a, such a mismatch in – Chet Holmgren, and to get bounced in the Sweet Sixteen is it's just heartbreaking for, for them and for, for people that had high hopes for them. Like you said, it's the second year in a row that they didn't get to where they expected to go or a lot of people expected them to go. But Chet Holmgren is such a, a dominant player, as you alluded to, he could shoot the ball, he could he could drive, he can block shots and you know, for him to be a top NBA prospect and you know, you expect those teams. To get to the final four, at
2: least.
0: Yeah. But it's tough, because they're going up against Eric Musselman, who's a really good coach. And...
1: Yeah. And obviously, a big part of this game was was checking and foul trouble early.
2: Yeah. On the women's side, which top seed do you think should be on upset watch? We got Louisville, North Carolina State, Stanford, South Carolina. Which of those top number one overall seeds should be on upset watch? I'm not going with South Carolina. I got them winning it.
1: Stanford, probably.
2: Stanford. Who you, who you? Who you rocking with, Ma? I see you vehemently disagreed. Uh, Honestly, I'm, I'm saying
0: NC State. Like, they're going to play Notre Dame next, and that's not an easy opponent. So, I think they got to be on upset watch. That's right. Yeah, I like that. But South Carolina, too. Like, they – what, what? were they like? Thirty and one this year, and last year they, they tightened up a little bit in the tournament. So I don't know if they can bounce back this year,
2: but I wouldn't mind it because my UNC, my girls—they doing anything. They UNC yeah. men doing anything. So I wouldn't mind if UNC beat them. I'm just hoping you know for Dawn Stanley. I know, always. I'm always rooting for her, but
1: they're a very disciplined team because of her though. Stanford.
0: Maryland. I feel like Stanford got to be the favorite. Like that team is deep. They're big. Um, we got UConn. You think Yukon's
2: getting out? No, UConn's not that good this year. Oh, no, no, no I'm saying against the what? this round. They getting out this round.
0: Who are they playing? Who are they playing? They're playing Indiana. Yeah, I don't know. They've been shaky. Like that last game, it was way too close. Way too close. So. Going up against Indiana, like the deeper you get in a tournament, these teams are good. Like, yeah. Especially in the women's game, I mean both, but you see a lot more higher seeds in the later rounds. Oh yeah, for sure. So now there's only
2: in the women's bracket. There's only what one double-digit seed, mm-hmm. two double-digit seeds. Yeah. You got Creighton. it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't really happen. Creighton in South Dakota. Yeah.
0: So, I don't know. Like Paige is coming back off of like two and a half, three month layoff. Not really getting much rhythm. She and this team is rhythm. just not that deep this year. Like, I don't know. The sporting cast. Yeah, the sporting cast idea. is kind of, yeah. I won't say average, but Gino's had way better, better teams yeah, way than better.
2: This. Any of these teams so far, right, on the women's side, which team has been, we already asked for the men's, which team has been the biggest disappointment or the biggest shock? Shock in a good way or? Shocking a good way. way. Shocking a good way. Disappointment on the bad side. Hmm.
0: Who lost in the last round? So we had Oklahoma lost.
2: We had LSU lost to Ohio State. We had. Ooh no, Baylor. Arizona. Definitely Baylor.
0: Yeah. Baylor's got to be the one. They Jay lost by. They lost by fourteen to South Dakota home? State. Because that's the difference between the men and the women's tournament. The women, they play at home until the later round. Later round, time, yep. But
2: – And that was a bad loss. That was a bad loss. 61-47.
0: hmm It wasn't close. I watched that game. They were just off all game. And, I mean, their coach left, I think, a couple years ago. So, mm-hmm. it's always going to be a little different. But, I mean –
1: Culture players, you
2: ain't recruiting all that. Yeah, yeah. They're a well, top it ten team. It shouldn't it should be that bad. Shouldn't be that. Should no. not be that. Sixty one forty seven. How do get to the big dance too? Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. Like especially in women's basketball, it's typically the higher seeds come. To, we don't see a lot of the Cinderella story, so you're not supposed to be losing. You at least need to begin to the elite eight if you're talking about Baylor. At least not losing that soon.
0: And then Iowa too.
2: Iowa was a
0: disappointment. They lost to Creighton, I think. Uh, in the second round, and Caitlin Clark had a a terrible game, and she's been, you know. Carrying them all year. Carrying them, yeah. She's been kind of like the Sabrina for them this year. So for them to lose that early to Creighton, who's good, but Iowa was looked at as maybe like a Sweet 16 team, maybe make it to the Elite Eight.
1: And that speaks to the importance, like what you're talking about, of having a supporting cast, right? When your mm-hmm. star player has a slump one night, mm-hmm. you gotta have other people around you that that can help uplift the team in, in moments like that. Otherwise, you're gonna get bounced because it's tournament time,
2: mm-hmm. and that's so what you I see. It. You see it on all levels. The deeper your team is, the better. Yeah. You mentioned Grizzlies. Ain't no John Morant, and they don't miss a beat. Fifteen and two right now without John Morant this season.
0: We've been saying this though, like. Even early on in the season when he missed all those games, they didn't, they didn't know, miss slide a beat. in the rankings. The
2: they, they didn't miss a beat. But I do say this, though. I know we were talking about it, and we were mentioning it, and we brought his name up. John Morant cannot be in the MVP conversation with your team going 15-2 and two without you. No. yeah, that's he, can't, he, he can't be like – I'd give it more to DeMar DeRozan over him on the fact of DeMar DeRozan not on that team, the Bulls are going to struggle. They've been struggling against the top – teams, you know we ain't mentioned them. Mm-hmm. They're 0-16 against the top teams in the Eastern and Western Conference, so we already know. Chicago's just a good story this year. It's a good story. It was nice. Maybe they could have been more if Lonzo. my man didn't know go injured Caruso and whatnot, so maybe <laughs> maybe could have been more. Alonzo's been out, which is the story of his career, kind of. Unfortunately. yeah. Unfortunately. You could have it's looking real real like right now like LaMelo is going to be the best ball out of all of them just on the simple fact of he's probably going to actually play most of his games because mm-hmm. Lonzo is always out and LiAngelo is still trying to work his way to get into the league. So, Hey, don't, don't make that laugh like that. I think <laughs> LiAngelo is better than most people give him credit for. I'm going I'm to put that out there. LiAngelo is better than most people give credit to him for. He's been balling in the G League. He's holding
1: his contract down in the G League.
2: Exactly. He ain't get cut. He not out stealing any jewelry or nothing right now. So, seems like he in a better uh, headspace. The big, the, 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 the big, big news that's been happening. This has been the biggest NFL offseason probably of our lives. Now, I can't speak to, you know, maybe 1940s when people was moving around in the Packers and whatnot. I, I can't speak like to that. Yeah, but In our era, biggest offseason ever. One of the names that got moved again, Matt Ryan on the Colts now. What's the Colts ceiling? Like, is this even really an upgrade from Carson Wentz? Are we seeing in this loaded AFC, does this really make a difference? Like, I think, obviously, I will say it's an upgrade from Carson Wentz. But they're not going nowhere. I
0: mean, I think it's an upgrade, but like you said, the AFC just got so much harder with all the, the quarterbacks that switch sides and teams are getting more stacked now. So the way we looked at the Colts last year, well, they're like a dark horse. This year it's, it's tough. They're going to have to try to get in as a wild card. It's, yeah. It's, it's too deep, especially in their division. So, But I think that they need to you know, get some more weapons around Matt Ryan. Cause I mean they got Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman. I think they lost Pascal. They
1: lost Pascal. they but got Ty Hilton. They so. got they got but Ty Hilton. But he's hitting, like, he's washed. Yeah, he's kind of washed now. So yeah,
0: I they agree. Need, they need some more weapons for him, and like we saw what he can do with some weapons in Atlanta.
1: But again, Matt Ryan's getting up there in age too, where he he's hasn't had the best past two years. Obviously he lost Julio Jones and um. Last year, with, with maybe that
2: maybe they reunite. You
0: think it's a possibility? I mean, they're already trying to recruit cool. him yep. over there,
1: so yeah.
0: I think it's a, a good fit. You know, he's familiar with the quarterback, and
1: that's the one thing that you'll get right away is obviously the chemistry aspect, the yeah, timing of the routes.
0: And he could just sign a one-year deal, right. try to you know
2: rebuild Preview. his stock a little yeah. bit. Looking at it too, like all right, so. We look at the AFC. We got Buffalo. I'm gonna I'm ring some names off as who we think are definitely guaranteed playoffs, right? So Buffalo, guaranteed. Definitely. Guaranteed. Yeah. Cincinnati, guaranteed. 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 That's two right there. Tennessee, guaranteed. No, no, no. Okay. In that division, speaking of AFC South, who's that guaranteed team? So we got Tennessee, Colts. I'm not even going to say the Texans as (laughs) an option of anything close (laughs) to the playoffs. And maybe the Jazz, since they think it's the 99s and 2000s out here spending all that bread. I mean, you could honestly see the Colts take that division. All right. So we'll go back. We'll go back to that. And so we got two guarantees right there with Buffalo and Cincinnati. We got Kansas City. Guaranteed. Yeah. We got Raiders. Guaranteed playoff spot.
1: Yeah.
2: And Broncos. Guaranteed playoff spot. Yeah. That's five right there, right? You saying, eh? Nah.
1: I, I, mm.
2: Two is a five. quarterback away, and they yeah. got Russell Wilson. Yes, that's facts. It, and it's two, more, it's two more spots to get in the playoffs. So that's five right five. there. Do we see the Chargers getting in this year? Yes. Yeah. 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 That's six. So one more spot so let's throw in a mix right that six teams right there for that seventh spot what? that's how this is how loaded the afc is it for that seventh spot we still talking about miami didn't even mention the ravens yet exactly we're still talking about miami the patriots the ravens Steelers, and browns
1: i think the the, the, ravens.
2: the, yeah. the ravens get in so miami the Pats don't get in this year. I
0: mean, if if we're saying the whole AFC West is going to make it, it's going to make it you know, tough for some of these other divisions that's to what get I'm like, saying, more than like, one, one team in there. Yeah.
2: Because honestly, Cause if we really look what at what I, it. That's what we said. We said the whole AFC West. I mean, we said the whole AFC West. Geez, Raiders, Raiders, Char- Raiders Chargers, and Broncos. Broncos. Yeah. And that's hey, very possible. That's, that's very possible. All four get in. That's only leaving three more spots in the AFC.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we had to pick one, one... West team not to get it, who would
2: it be? Chargers. I
0: mean, if Cle- I mean, if Deshaun was playing all year, then I would say the Browns. But I don't. I don't we don't know, know if, if he's get getting suspended.
2: suspended. Yeah. We don't know if he's getting suspended. He
1: can get suspended
2: up to six games. Yeah, yeah, I think they need. But him. if they keep Baker, then I was about to say they got to keep Baker. <laughs> if they keep Baker as the insurance.
1: Didn't didn't they already sign a backup quarterback?
2: They signed Brissett. Yeah. Baker's still on the contract. They ain't did nothing yet.
1: He's still on the contract, but they owe him 18.8 million this year for his fifth-year option. We're not when is
2: when is the deadline for that, though? That's, that's what question. I'm saying. You feel me? Like
1: that's a good question.
2: When and is they, the deadline they, for it? In that regard, I mean, they might have to just eat it because
0: you don't know what's nobody's on trading time. for him right now. All yeah, these they teams might have, have to have eat. quarterbacks they want.
2: You, you try to. What's the market? What's the market for Baker? Where can Baker even go? The quarterback
1: market's is dried up.
2: That's yeah. my so where's Baker going? There's the the pan- two
1: options: the Panthers to compete with Sam Darnold, the mm-hmm. Seahawks, and or the Seahawks. But the Panthers aren't really an option either because they're in the same position as Cleveland with uh, Sam Darnold going into his fifth year option, also due 18.8 million. So it's like they gotta pay him. Mm-hmm. But if they move him, take Baker, you're still paying them what you were gonna pay Sam Darnold. The problem with that is you don't you don't know what you're gonna get out of Baker, right? If if you Take that chance, and it doesn't work out. You just pay the man $18.8 million with no future. Like, who's going to be your quarterback in the future at that point? At least if he goes to the Seahawks, he has a shot to compete with. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm, I'm thinking of the Texans, how they said they don't want him. You know, yeah. te- Texans are cool with your boy Mills. So,
2: I mean, Mills only, is.
0: I'd take Mills over Baker. Yeah,
2: only yeah I think player. it was really damning when Cleveland came out and was like, Yeah, we want an adult as a quarterback. I think that was really yeah. damning around the league. Like, for you to say that from the most important position, that basically the person that's been playing quarterback for your team isn't an adult. And look, Baker, that's not a good look for him.
1: It, but that's facts, though. Baker's not a bad quarterback, but he has some maturity, dude. He He got talking in the media, which which isn't necessarily what he should have been doing. But, again, you, you can't be – you're a football player. People are going to criticize how you play. It's not your job to mm-hmm. voice your opinion and, and defend yourself every time you hear criticism that doesn't go your way. You know, OBJ learned that lesson early on, and when he was being criticized this past year, kept his mouth shut, did what he had to do, got about that situation, went to a great team, played his tail off. Won a ring, the rest is history, right? I'm not saying that Baker's whatever team he's going to go to is going to win a ring, but at least do control what
2: you can control to put yourself in a better situation. Yeah. Do the Colts look into next year, this year, drafting a quarterback to just even think about the future? Because they haven't had that franchise quarterback since Andrew Luck and before that Peyton Manning. And you would think when they drafted Andrew Luck, y'all was going to be good for the next 15, 20 years. Oh. He retires early, and now we're with Matt Ryan, which, if this was last year, all right, I got like a two-year window to try to win. They're not winning in the next two years. And it's just not like even they're a good team, they're just not going to win. It's too, We just went through the teams in the AFC. They might not mess around and make the playoffs.
1: They might be thinking about it now, realistically. They might be thinking about stealing a quarterback in, in the – Late sec- what are their picks? Did they
2: have any picks in the second
0: or third round? Uh, I believe so. I don't know about the quarterbacks that late. If you're gonna take a quarterback, it's got to be in the, the first round. Yeah, to t- t- to be to
1: be a, a franchise. Yeah, but, but the I think there's game. only
0: three quarterbacks worth you know. Look, well, all right. I'm not gonna disrespect, pick Redder, it, but Pickett, Willis.
1: Right, and right, four the four quarterbacks. <laughs> Calm down, bro. Had a
2: great pro day. So not this year, then he next can year. You be one of those guys that you draft
0: and you know. Let him sit. Let them sit. That's what I'm saying. They let should him learn.
2: I think the Colts need to either this year or next year, they need to draft somebody to sit down and learn under Matt Ryan to get prepared for the future because Matt Ryan isn't ultimately the answer. We've talked about this on the show probably the last four or five episodes. Matt Ryan, right now in his career, is a bridge quarterback. He's a, a bridge, good quarterback. bridge quarterback. Here. He's a, he's on the higher end of bridge yeah. quarterbacks. And speaking of bridge quarterbacks, name that's still out there that we haven't figured out anything. Nothing has been said as of late. Jimmy G, he Seattle. Might he see. might. He, he,
1: that's that's the only thing I can think of is he might end up staying.
0: Yeah, I don't see any other jobs unless Panthers trade for him, and
1: they work. ask him for for two second round picks for him. Yeah, that's a lot. And yeah, for Jimmy. I heard, I heard the Browns were asking for uh, a first round pick
2: for Baker. They drunk.
0: And I drunk heard that <laughs> they uh, Trey drunk. Lance drunk. was assured that he'd be starting next year. So it's not like he's coming back to his job. He's going to that That's tough.
2: Here. That's tough. I got no choice but to stay here and I'm not even going to get my job back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he should have known that when they took him. Oh, of for course. Three. I know. I'm just looking at the human aspects out of it. I'm thinking, Jimmy G, I'm going into this offseason. I'm going to get traded. I'm going to go somewhere nice. I've been rehabbing. My body getting right. I'm excited. It's offseason. I'm going to get out of here. They've been questioning me from day one being in San Fran if, if I was the right quarterback. And then all these trades happen and the quarterback market now drives up. You can up. thank a
1: few people for that. You can thank Tom Brady for coming out of retirement. Mm-hmm. We all thought there was going to be an opening in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady's like, actually, no, I want my job back. At- Boom, there goes that opening. You can thank Aaron Rodgers for re-signing with Green Bay. Trouble in paradise no more, Yeah. right? And then Russell Wilson, we kind of knew he was leaving leaving Seattle, uh, but he took away another prime position in in that Broncos spot because people operated quick, right? And to get a player of that caliber, Jimmy G's unfortunately not a player of that caliber, right? So now with the quarterback market being dried up, He's in the same boat where he has two options, Seattle or the Panthers. And realistically, you're we just talking about these college quarterbacks. Which of these college quarterbacks isn't gonna sit? They're they're all gonna come in and, and sit. There's yeah, no not not job right now that's yeah. that's that needs a start quarterback as a rookie.
2: Speaking of quarterbacks transitioning, another another one of the big moves that happened. We didn't talk about it last week because we had so much on the docket and we just talking about different things. We got so deep. Entailed and all the stuff that we was, you know, discussing. We got Allen Robinson signs with the Rams. What are we thinking about that receiving core? Do we see Cooper Cup? Does his production stay the same? Who's your number one on that team?
0: Oh, it's Cooper Cup easily. I think Allen Robinson is going to be a good number two. He's taking Robert Woods's role mm-hmm. in that offense and. I mean, if you think about it, it's kind of interchangeable, the roles on that team of the receivers. Like, there were times where Cooper Cup looked like the number one and then times where Odell looked like the number one last year. So, I think that it's going to be like that this year. I mean, they still got Van Jefferson and Robert Woods is gone. They need to sign Odell back? They don't have to. They don't have to. But
1: I thought the Chiefs were going to come calling for Odell until they signed uh, Valdez Scanlon, but – I agree with Miles. It's definitely gonna be interchangeable because Allen Robinson's name still carries weight and people still respect him in this league. Mm-hmm. Cause look, he, he would have been a beast last year with Justin Fields, but with with Andy Dalton starting half the season, Justin Fields starting half the season, there was no rhythm, there was no no flow for him.
0: And I don't think he actually wanted to be there, honestly. He wanted to be going last season. Yeah. He wanted to be going last season. And then
2: yeah, they he attacked was, him, right? Yeah, they yeah, attacked he, him. He, he was trying to be out prior to that. So it was been trying to be out, so.
1: It's all going to depend on, to the defense and, and what they do, right? He He's definitely talented enough to be a number one. But if they're double covering him some games, Cooper Cup's going to be the one, right? If they're double covering Cooper, you're going to see him get more targets and things like that. Like you said, they still have Van Jefferson, who's also starting to emerge as a threat in this league, where people are going to start to respect him. They probably won't double him, no. but at the same time, right. it's going to leave more opportunities for, for a guy like Robinson.
2: I think that just makes their – Offense even more explosive, and in regards to the NFC, they still are definitely a favorite to get out the NFC. Because you add Allen Robinson to that mix, who we talked about two three years ago was in the conversation as one of the best wide receivers in the league. With with bad quarterback play, now you come up behind Stafford, who I had to eat crow and I got to respect it. And the man obviously just won a Super Bowl, so you got Stafford thrown to you now. You have also, as we just mentioned, a couple on the other side, Van Jefferson coming in the slot. He's gonna be back. We're talking probably 80, 90 catches next season, a thousand plus yards, eight to ten touchdowns, easy for Allen Robinson next season. Bro, I 50-50
1: deep balls down the field, they ain't going to Cooper Cup. Them fade routes in, in the right zone, exactly. they ain't going to Cooper Cup no. More. I mean, they can. Mr. Cooper Cup's shown that he can do that. But when you have a big body like Robinson now, who's been doing that throughout his career?
2: Facts. They look Ooh. they look dangerous. And the NFC. We went down the AFC list. <laughs> the NFC is way easier. We're talking about Green Bay. Rams. Guess we're gonna put maybe the Cardinals in that mix. Do they? They finally get over the hump this year. Uh, Cardinals, they get in that mix. They'll be back in the playoffs. I don't know how deep they'll go, but those three right there, I can say is guaranteed. Right. And then everybody else to me is kind of up in the air. You got Dallas. That whole conference, NFC East: Dallas, Philly, the Giants.
1: Sorry, ass conference.
2: The Commanders.
1: What's that, Greg? <laughs> Are you not here <laughs> sorry <laughs>
2: vikings bears lines we we don't know what they're gonna get from them we don't know what we're gonna get from Kirk cousins so like the nfc is way easier route to get into a deep playoff run to getting yeah. into the super bowl and the packers we don't know what's going on in green bay a rod is back but maybe they are looking to draft another wide receiver Exactly. What are are they going to draft wide receiver? Are they looking to bring? They got dude,
0: picks. They got. They, they have the picks. Now.
2: Yeah. Do they? Do they look at Odell? Do they look at a Julio Jones? I don't think they look at either of those. Jarvis guys. Landry's
1: still out there too. True. Jarvis Landry's still out there. I, I think, think see where he goes. I gotta I get some. Maybe some some Jarvis.
2: Maybe Jarvis sings a different tool, just like Odell. Like I'll come, Odell, talking about he'll come back to Cleveland with Deshaun there. Yeah. Maybe Jarvis is like, uh no Baker, all right. <laughs> Cleveland don't sound too bad. <laughs> I, I think I can call this place home. Nice, nice. <laughs> that thing is everything. Baker's yeah. not my quarterback. Oh, man, you—I know, was—I ain't really say I didn't like it here. You know, I love to be here. I
1: think I think Jarvis could be a good fit for
2: Green Bay. I think so too. I mean, with a Rod, it's a it's tough good. sell
0: to go from Devontae to Jarvis and think that you're going to be able to keep up
2: with. Some of these teams, but that's the great thing because they're in the NFC. But, that could be enough.
1: But again, with, with, like you alluded to, with the picks that they have, it you may not find someone that's as talented as as Devontae was. So you may have to use some of those picks and get multiple guys that can fill his one role, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, I slender, think he's coming nails too. He plays through hella injuries every single year. Like
2: I think this is the year that they to have go to go spread up. it around because you know, yeah. if for example, let's say it was crazy run game 100 completions right 85 of those was to Devontae adams the next closest he
1: 121
2: last year 121 the next closest in receptions was not a wide receiver it was the running back jones the, jones had the next most receptions on that squad Now it's no Devontae Adams, A-Rod's going to have to spread it around because there's no Devontae Adams coming back to that team.
1: Which is fine. You can win like that, especially with a quarterback like A-Rod.
2: This is a time where you you spread it around to everybody, kind of like what Tom Brady was doing. Everybody get touches, spread that thing around. I think that's what you see from Green Bay this year. We mentioned the Chiefs, A'shawn, Valdez, Scantlin, but they got rid of Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is in Miami.
1: In that sunshine.
2: What's y'all thoughts when y'all saw this? I mean, I think he's not going to greener pastures. Going to deal with Tua or Teddy B.
1: You know what I thought was crazy that he said? He said the most, <laughs> the most uh, exciting player he he's interested in, or the the most fascinating teammate he's like ready to be is Jalen Waddle. Waddle. Mm-hmm. That's that, if that ain't disrespect towards Tua, that the guy that's going to be giving you the rock. You not you not excited to beat him? How?
0: Because he probably sees a little bit of him in him, because that's who they were comparing him to last year.
1: Of course, yeah. Speed wise, speed wise, of course, he, he sees a little bit of himself in in Jalen uh, Waddle. I, but to I I don't think it's it's disrespect. I mean, it is kind of disrespectful. Like obviously, he's probably not the the most exciting player to play for, but like that's gonna mm-hmm. be the guy that's gonna be giving you the ball.
2: I think. Whether it's Tua or Teddy B, either of them, I think they both gonna get busy this year. You uh they're doing they're doing what you should do for a young quarterback is giving him weapons. You got Waddle now, you got Tyreek, and you still got Gasecki there, and you got my man uh McDaniel with his offense, that Shanahan offense. They gonna get busy. Yeah. He don't have he don't have to, the th- weapons that they have, he don't have to be the quarterback that everybody talks about oh he can't get it down the field and then he can't do it you could get with these two towns right here waddle and tyreek hill with their speed bruh you Creativity. get
1: them
2: you would get them an eight little eight yard slant you give yeah. them bubble screens and let them do the rest don't you don't have to rely on Tua to go get busy like this That's is right. a this is going to be a very i think very good team obviously they're not the Tua and Pat Mahomes is not obviously the same caliber of quarterback, but he don't got to be that guy.
1: Like you said, bubble screens, so?
2: though. Tua don't got to be that guy this year. Mm. I mean, I don't know.
0: I feel like you don't go ahead and make a trade for Tyreek Hill if you don't think that this could seriously elevate your quarterback. Because, I mean, he's the best receiving threat in the NFL, probably the best playmaker in the NFL right now. And if we're just going to bring him in and it's going to be, eh, we'll, we'll try to keep it together. They got the defense. We got I, Tyreek Hill. We I mean, got, you
2: know. we've seen it so far. I don't think you could trust Tua to do that. I think it's really going to kind of be like the 49ers type offense where you're going to see the role of Debo with Tyreek Hill and Waddle. You're going to see they got Raheem Moser there, too. They're going to be running a rock.
1: Yeah.
2: Tua's not, I'm, I'm very confident, Tua ain't going to be having 30, 40 attempts if They want to win. I mean, you could do that. You have the weapons, but it's, you, you not trust. It. I don't, I don't care. You can't trust Tua to it throw it 30, 40 times and think y'all gonna win.
1: I disagree. I don't think, I don't think they bring in these weapons if they don't trust to them because then you just, what, like, what are you doing at that point? Well, what I don't to, know, to, know to if they 30, trust, 40
0: times. Though? I don't know if they trust them. I think that this is kind of like a last ditch effort almost to see, like, is this to put a put guy to to succeed. Right. if we, not, we've given you everything. Yeah, we've given well, you everything you to succeed. Yeah, that's what i Like, if. If you can't succeed with Tyreek Hill and Waddle and then we got two first and round Gusecki. picks next year. We could take a quarterback or we could trade for somebody. I think like uh, we yeah. saw this offseason. People are on the move. They they go where the the money's at the money's at and your best
2: situation. Now, do you think Tyreek Hill? So he gets there, he see the market, he see Devontae Adams, where he got paid. He gets a, a new contract as the highest paid wide receiver. Should Tyreek Hill have been paid as the number one wide receiver?
0: Yeah, I think so. Over Devontae? Yeah. Uh, I think so. Uh, I mean, he, he he adds an element to your team that nobody else in the NFL does. Like You have to single-handedly shade more coverage his way. Mm-hmm over the top, which, you know, that opens up underneath routes for the tight end, right. for the running back, for the other receivers. So there's a lot more attention paid to him. Devontae was, you know, funneled targets. Tyreek had to, you know, create it because his speed is just...
2: How much do you think, and I'm not saying this is the case, how much do you think Tyreek's success has been a product of playing with Mahomes?
0: We'll see. We'll see this year. We'll see how he does without him, both ways. So just like we'll see how Rogers and... Devontae do without each, each other. other.
1: Yeah, I think I think Hill is one of those players where, like, w- with his contract being played, the highest wide receiver in the league, I think he's one of those players where it's him and and you don't really question it due to the fact that, like, he's done enough in this league to, to earn that, right? If there wasn't a Devontae Adams, there'd be no question that, you know, the highest paid wide receiver should be Hill. But since there's a De- Devontae Adams who does just – you know, as good on, on a different team. Maybe doesn't have the same speed, whatever the case mm-hmm. is. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's hell. We, he, we've seen what he does. Burns people day in, day out. Some money he's earned.
2: Hey, we'll see what happens. I think between the two of them, I think Pat Mahomes, he won't miss a beat over there with the Chiefs. They'll find – I don't know if Valdez can is the answer per se – but you got Valdez Cantlin over there still. You got Juju. Um, you got McColl Hartman oh, who who covers that speed aspect. And you still got Travis Kelsey over there. And you have the two most, uh, I don't care what nobody says, the two smartest, brightest offensive minds over there with Andy Reid and Eric Bagnami. They not going to miss a beat.
1: They are going to find a way to get Juju involved heavy. right? As as oh, it's going to be
2: great because Juju ain't got to be number one now. Right, right. Juju as a number one we've seen has not really panned out well. Juju as a second or third option where he's not the focal point and he gets to be able – he's not getting double teamed. They're not really game playing for him, shading to hat side. With Pat Mahomes, who is great at facilitating and making plays and running out the pocket, and next thing you know, oh, somebody's open. Mm -hmm. Trust and believe Juju going to get busy this year. And like you said, we got McCole Hartman over there. Who obviously is not as fast as Tariq Hill, but you cover that speed aspect there with McCole Hartman. They go have a nice little receiving core. It's not the the big name of Tyreek Hill anymore, but they got picks too. They might drive somebody too. They, they, they might
1: go off the Landry or Odell. I was listening this morning on ESPN talking about uh, if I was the Chiefs, First thing they need to do right now is is go visit Odell, get him on a one year contract, have him. that you know, be spooky. And in, invent, invent, uh, invest in him and have him kind of rebuild his career after this injury, right? And then hopefully, hey,
2: and you you laughed at me when I mentioned it. They still got Josh Gordon in the roster. They mentioned him,
1: Josh. But Josh he's, Gordon,
2: he's oh, not what yeah. he used to be. Of course he's not. Gordon. But you get him in a, a full year get him an season with actually learning the system. Red zone situation. Red zone situation. Seemed like he he got a good head on his shoulders right now. He's staying off the weed.
0: I feel like he's been living off this one season from like 10 years ago Mm -hmm. for the last decade because he's been in and out of the league, but somehow he still gets chances.
2: That's a big body. Yeah. And I think that's the thing I'm saying. I'm not by any any means saying, all right, we're going to see a 1,000-yard season from him, but – with this mix of wide receivers, you could put them in certain packages. You could put them in certain positions where, not because so much of him, but Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, and Pat Mahomes, he still is going. I think is going to have a productive year. They're going to put him in positions to succeed, and there's more. It's more targets out there now. It's no Tariq Hill. It's Travis Kelsey, and then the rest of his wide receiver core. Who going to step up this year?
1: Travis Kelsey, the one. Heck yeah. Okay. So,
2: okay. let me
0: ask you this. If they get Jarvis Landry, Jarvis Landry the one? No. 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 It's, it's by committee. It's yeah. by committee. That's now. what I'm saying. trade trading Tyreek Hill was them committing to, you know, doing more with less.
2: Exactly. So, I think we'll see that this year. I think they'll use all their targets, and I think Josh Gordon is going to be a, a vital part. And, again, I'm not saying 1,000-foot yard season. I think that's way behind him. Like you said 10 years ago, that's way behind him. But – that's still what six, three, six, four. Big frame right there. Shoot. Play action. Get him out on the like 50-50 balls. Like, especially we know Mahomes loves those 50-50 balls. Throw that thing up. I'm taking Josh Gordon still right now to get that 50 50 ball on a lot of chances. So we
1: don't know. He hasn't played a full year. Let's see if he can play a full year. Like, who knows how many? Like you said, he's still talented. Who knows how many yards he can come up with? He probably get 700, 800 receiving
2: yards? With it's Pat Mahomes times. and that Andy Reid sure. and Eric B. Enemy, hey, I think, like you said, it's by committee, and I think it's really going to be like we had that quarterback competition, like, all right, which one of y'all quarterbacks is going to step up? Which one of y'all wide receivers is going to step up during this offseason? I know they signed Juju, but I know they didn't sign Juju thinking that he was going to be a one. So, mm-hmm. that's we already know, you're going to be a, a two, or you're going to be a slot receiver. We know not even think about you. Anybody else? McCole, you want to step up? Josh Gordon, what you doing this offseason? You want to step up? And we don't know if they get Odell, they get Landry, and even if they get Odell, Odell out for a little bit. So he
1: who going to step be up? Yeah, He's not, yeah, he not going to be back till I mean,
2: That's an early timeline. Right. Facts. Well, it's been a lot that's been happening. But, you know, we stayed ready. Bench mob. if you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. We out. Peace.